Hi, I'm Melody. I'm Candy. And I'm Gabe. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. And that is the sound of a helicopter. So why in the world would we be playing the sound of a helicopter? So helicopter parenting is what we're talking about on Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. And Candy did very well recently by not being a helicopter mom. You know, I let my little boy, who hasn't ever, like, been anywhere without me, like, to a, a distant place. I mean, he's gone with grandparents' places or, of course, my husband, you know, different places like that. But never has he gone to some out-of-town type thing without me being there or somebody I know being right there with him to hold his hand and make sure nothing happens to him. So now he's in school and they were going on a field trip to a pumpkin patch. Yeah. That was how far away? About 45 minutes away from the school. He had to get on a bus. That has no seatbelts. That has no seatbelts. I've never really understood that. I'll never get it. So let's have some fun here and let's go back. You probably in a Friday folder got a permission slip with all the details about the trip and you had to sign something, right? And I remember by having my own kids that parents could go on field trips, but not every parent could go on every field trip. You had to kind of pick and choose to be fair to let each parent have an opportunity. So you had to pick and choose Who goes to what? Is it still like that? It is. Um, Parents were allowed to come, but you had to like drive separately. You couldn't ride the bus with the kids. And um, I could not get off. Yeah, I had to work and I just could not get off that day. So I thought, here we go. I'm either going to keep him out of school that day or I'm going to let him go. Did you think about doing that? I did. Because your mom could have kept him. Oh, yeah. I let him go. I th- oh, yeah, I thought about it. Now, did Hunter know about this field trip? He, um, yes, pretty much. And when he brought the slip home, he said, there's something in my back. You know, he's still little enough to not understand everything. You right. could still get stuff by him, you know. <laughs> but he knew that they, the class was going somewhere special yeah. in that. And I told him I was unfortunately unable to attend with him. But he was just, he wanted to go so bad. So he didn't care that you weren't with him, right? No, he wanted me to, but he understood, like, mommy's got to work, can't. But he wasn't crying or anything because you couldn't go. No, 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 no. That would have probably bothered you more than the field trip, that he didn't care if you went. Uh, For Uh, real. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to interview you. I'm getting hot. I feel like like, the lights are on. You had to work that day, you said, so there was no way for you to follow the bus in your car. No. Did you think about it? Oh, yeah. Because some parents, I guess, did. Yeah. I mean, I think a couple parents came, not that many, because it was a little bit of a distance away. Um, But yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought about it. Did you find out who was going to drive the bus? You know, I just trusted. Well, a lot of schools just have those people that have their license to drive a bus, and they just are the ones to always do it. I prayed a lot. and Well, that's excellent. Yeah, it, was, it still wasn't any easier, but, I, you know, maybe it was. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Hunter, too. And Hunter. Okay, so does doing it this time and letting him go make it easier for you or harder for you for that next field trip that comes along? Oh, dear. I hope they space them out because I... You don't know when or what the next one is. I do not know when the next one is. And I'm hoping it's when he's like 12. Um, Yes, I will try to go to that one because Hunter did want me to go. And so I do while he's young, while he's little and he actually does want 
want his mama to come. Yeah, because that's going to change. It will change. So I want to do that while he wants me to. Yeah. But I don't know of anywhere they're going right now. But I'm not going to say it's going to, I'm not going to be right there following the bus. Well, just wait <laughs> as he gets older and those field trips become overnighters. No. I remember my kids went to lots of places. One of those was Atlanta, Georgia, and they toured um, Turner Field and the Coca-Cola plant and Stone Mountain and, you know, just several things like that. And they stayed two or three nights. And the kids just love that, staying in a hotel and all that stuff. They love it. And schools have to be so careful now with what they do. Everything is planned out by the minute. They do not give them any free time. You know what it says about idle hands, right? You don't give kids, especially like middle schoolers, any free time. Praise the Lord. Kids do not need. Yes. The devil's work. Yes, exactly. So going to that topic of helicopter parenting, and maybe because I was a school teacher, I was the one to plan the field trips, to organize it, to make sure everything was in place for that. And so because of that, maybe I didn't worry so much about my kids going on field trips as maybe the average mom would that wasn't a school teacher. I I went on several field trips, and then like we talked about earlier, you can't go on some because you give other parents a chance to do it. But I guess, again, it just, it just never bothered me a whole lot. Field trips didn't worry me as much as maybe it, it is worrying you. I remember um, my son, I think he was maybe in the ninth grade or so, they went to Washington, D.C. for like a couple of days. Uh-uh. How old was he? I think, if I remember correctly, he was um, in the ninth or 10th grade. He was probably about 15 or 16 years old. <sighs> now, I will tell you, there was a situation. They had rented this big Greyhound, the kind that has bathrooms and TVs, very nice uh, Greyhound buses. And something happened where they ended up having more students than they had seats on that Greyhound bus. So what they had to do was get another smaller bus, not even a Greyhound. It was just like the school bus. And one class had to ride on that bus. And it happened to be my son's class. Well, first of all, I was like, um... Do I get some money back? Because I paid a lot of money for my child to go on a Greyhound that had bathrooms and TVs. (laughs) That was the first thing. The second thing is, who's driving that bus? I want to know who's driving and what credentials they have to drive. You know what I mean? Now, let me say, I am one that did not call the school much over things. Like I said, I have been a school teacher. I have been there. I know what it's like. And let me tell you something. I'm telling you, Candy, if a teacher calls you at night talking about something your child did, he did it or she did it. A teacher does not have time with all they have going on, all they have to do to call and talk to you about a specific situation if they didn't do it. So just so you know, your child did it. I know you may not can believe it. <laughs> Little Johnny is perfect, I know, but they did it. They did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. okay. So I did do that. I called and I did get the answers to all of my questions. Did you get a refund? Um, no, I don't think I ever got like money back for what I paid for that Greyhound. Call them right now. I know. I need to get like back pay for that. For real. So I will tell you, it is okay to ask questions. When it concerns your child, you have every right to ask questions. It is your job to protect them. So it's only natural that you want to know the answers to things that are concerning to you. 
Good. And if whoever you're asking gets upset or angry because you want to know the answers to these questions for your child, then that in and of itself is a big problem. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And my child, he would, my, this school would not at all get angry about that. You know, I just, I don't, I looked at the definition of a helicopter mom because I've always heard that as a negative thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't ever want to be a helicopter mom. Well, I looked at the definition. It says a mother who takes an overprotective or excessive interest in the life of her child or children. Basically, an aggressively overbearing helicopter mom is something like those people are. And I don't want to be that. Do you know some moms like that? Yes. And I I could almost be one. (laughs) I really like control and especially over your children and just this world, y'all, is a hot mess. Yeah. And so I just want to be, I want to give them freedoms. But I also think back when I was a kid, like I cannot believe that I was allowed to do some of the things that I was like going overnight on a trip to bat and I used to have to call my mom when I got in the room I don't dare leave the room I once I'm in the room doors locked not going back out you know I had to call and I was older at that point so you want to hear something absolutely crazy no I don't want to hear it (laughs) I was in the seventh grade and this is this is how much more trusting they were back then than they are compared to 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 today's times, we flew in the seventh grade. We got in an airplane and flew to Washington, D.C. Had my little suitcase, went to the airport that morning really early, got on the plane, and we flew to D.C. I just cannot even believe that I did that at such a young age. I think we were there like two nights and three days. Did you have to call your parents every single minute? Uh, funny you would ask that. This is what they did because, you know, we didn't have cell phones and all that kind of stuff. So when you got off the plane and I still have this, I have like a little um, photo album of that little field trip somewhere. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I have it. And when you got off the plane, they handed you two things, a dime, because that's how much it costs to make a phone call. 10 cent and a little card with a number that if you got lost, you call this number and they would come and pick you up. And I still do have that little dime and that little photo album scrapbook thing I have. So the school gave that to you, not your mom. <laughs> right. The, the school teacher or who was ever head of the field trip gave you that. So like now, would you ever, I know Hunter's too small for that, but thinking ahead while he's in and like when he's in the seventh grade, would you put him on a plane? No way. I don't care how much I trusted, how smart they were, how brain, there's no way. No way in the world. I'd be scared to do it myself. And apparently my parents thought nothing of that. I mean, I'm sure my parents were a little worried. They just put their seventh grade daughter on an airplane, but you just didn't have the worries I think that you do today. Because I've been a school teacher, I have dealt with a lot of helicopter moms and I'm telling you, they can be challenging because they don't trust anything. They don't trust what you do as a teacher. They don't, you know, they're always um, second guessing what you're doing. And it can really get, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, as a former teacher, it can get a little aggravating that here you are trained to be a teacher, trained to do your job, but yet they don't trust you. I know. I remember this incident. We had taken our daughter to Gardner-Webb University for her freshman year of college. They had all the parents in a room giving you just kind of an overview of what it would be like for them and that kind of thing. And I remember the head of the security, the head of the university police literally gave every parent his personal cell phone number because he 
said, you know what? I know what it's like to have a freshman and it can be a little scary at times. So if you're trying to get in touch with your child at 2 a.m. and they're not answering, then you call me and I'm going to go get on my little scooter and I'm going to their dorm and I'm waking them up. I mean, it was it was amazing. But I remember there was a mom in our group and bless her heart. She had uh, homeschooled and nothing against homeschooling, but she had homeschooled her child from kindergarten to 12th grade. She was also a mom who never let her child go to anyone's house to spend the night. Now, they could come to her house and her little girl could have friends over to spend the night at her house, but she was never allowed to go to anybody else's house. So she had literally been with her parents nonstop her whole life. And this mother was, she was just pitiful. Like I thought that we may have to call and get medical help for her. She was shaking. She was sweating because she knew that day she was going to have to walk away and leave her child right there at that university without her in sight. And if I remember correctly, she lived like several states away even. So it wasn't like she could just show up one afternoon and have lunch with her, you know. And she literally... I think about her and wonder, you know, how did she do later on? Because I never saw her again. She probably ended up pulling the child out. I don't know. I can imagine. So I tell you that story and I say all that to say this. Next time Hunter goes on a field trip, it'll be a little bit easier because you've you've done it. You've trusted yourself. You've trusted him. The field trip went well. So Next time, that will help you. Every step that you take will make it easier one day for you when you do drop Hunter off at college. You know, he has learned to be independent. He has learned to make good choices. But if you never allow him to do that, then there could be problems later on. So I'm proud of you for doing that, for for letting him go on that field trip without you. Good job. And I'm just glad because you won't be in the hospital or having panic attacks like that poor mom did when I took my daughter to college. I don't want to see you have to go through that. I can't promise I still won't be. It's funny because I made Hunter wear a really bright, loud orange shirt where he would stick out in case he were to maybe get lost or... So I did plan ahead. Now... Wait a minute, Candy. Let's think through this. He went on a field trip to a pumpkin patch, and you dressed him in all orange. Yeah, that wasn't very smart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, only you, Candy. Only you. Next time, just put some neon lights on him. Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Melody, Candy, and Gabe. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org. Try Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect a laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today. Get quick encouragement on the go with your encouraging five-minute podcast. It's a weekly dose of encouragement to start your week off right. Search your encouraging five-minute podcast today.